0: This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. You can find all my work at mjmunios.com. I am unbelievable. I, I surprise myself sometimes. Well, let me, let me stop real quick and say this is story over everything over everything episode I'm not sure which one yet because I'm in flux. I'm a creature of mercurial nature. You can never tell exactly what I'm going to do or where I'm going to go or how I'm going to title things. So... That's, uh, that's not a brag, and that's also not a self-recrimination. It's just just me being honest and open with you. Just like I'm going to be honest and open with you and tell you that I had planned on this Squall Charleston interview for, I don't know, not less than a week. Maybe three or four days. And uh, I refused to, I thought about it, but I refused to ultimately uh, test out the recording system for StreamYard, which I was trying for the very first time. And I've been interested in StreamYard for a long time, probably over a year, and I've never tried it myself because I thought, oh, it's not for me; it's too expensive. But I thought, you know what? I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna. I'm gonna wing it this time. It's a duck joke because StreamYard's logo is a duck. You don't think that was funny? All right, anyway, sorry. Moving on. So I, <laughs> I went on StreamYard with squall. I invited him. There was no issue. It was super great. He was great. He was on time. In fact, he was waiting for me a little bit. Uh, w- and I finally got there cause I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I was just distracted for some reason. And I got there and he was gracious enough to be real cool. And, uh, we talked, we had a good conversation. We talked about a bunch of stuff and it was a great conversation. And at the end of it, I realized, I don't think I recorded that. And he said, no, I'm sure you did, right? And I said, no, I'm pretty sure I didn't. And then I hit a button, and then he said, oh, there it goes. It's recording, because it told us both that we were recording, whereas it didn't tell us both that we were recording when I said I'd hit the recording button. So yeah, that, that did not go well, and it's all my fault, and I should have been more careful. And uh, he was gracious enough to say, hey, you know what? Not a big deal. When you have time, let me know. We can redo this. And I said, Okay. And then I thought about it, and I thought, I don't want to waste this guy's time. He was cool enough to do the interview, and he was cool enough to, like, not waste time. Like, we didn't waste time. We talked about things in an interesting way. I think I'll, I'll plan to do a little bit more of a structured conversation with him about the next book. But this was really good. It was a good talk. It was a good conversation. I, You know, I had fun. I don't know if you would have enjoyed it, but I, think I, or, but I know I had fun, and he seemed like he had a good time. So I thought not really suck to just like, you know, have him redo this thing all over again. Especially because some of the stuff that he said in this episode, uh, I know he said to people previously because I listened to at least one of his other interviews, which I'm going to include the links to the other interviews that he did. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to include the links to the other interviews that he did in the show notes here and you can check those out as well. Those are, uh, well, anyway, I've listened to one of them already at the time of this recording, and it was good. And I do plan on listening to the other one. I just had poorly managed my time, and I was not able to until... Well, until here we are now, and I haven't. So, uh, anyway. Without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the book based on my thoughts, my experience with it, my reading of it, and my reactions to it. And then I will include the small amount of extra... Uh, you know, redoubled, looped interview that I did with Squall at the end of it, because I thought, you know, I owed to this guy at least, um, you know, not keep him for very long, but you know, have him say something. So you get to hear a little bit of Squall talking about the book and kind of giving a pitch for it. Uh, and I'm right along there with him, saying, yeah, this is a good book. I enjoyed it, and I'm going to tell you about why I enjoyed it, and how I enjoyed it now i'm not going to go into spoilers in this discussion of the book it, this is another uh, book chat i guess you could say it's, it's an unofficial skimming leaves episode or i mean i can just make it an official skimming leaves episode that's fine with me um but yeah that's what i'm going to do and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it i enjoyed talking to him originally but yeah it's, it's a cool book i'll talk about some of the fun points in it and then i will let you hear the micro interview uh, with squall and actually uh good news for you uh we will be back in December, uh, maybe, maybe January, though, because it comes out uh, like really late in December, and I don't know what his plans are for the holidays or anything like that. Um, so maybe January we'll be back, and uh, there will be a Skull Charleston interview, a real one, an official one, done here on this channel, on Story Over Everything, and you'll get to uh, listen to that and enjoy it. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the plan. So uh, that's going to be for the second book in the Terror Valley series, and now I'm going to talk about the first book in the Terror Valley series, which is called School's Out for never. So I'll spend the first five minutes or so talking about the book in a non-spoiler way and then I might talk about a couple spoilers. Uh, actually sharing some insights of stuff that I talked about with Squall So in, in the uh, the interview that wasn't recorded. So uh, yeah, I, I liked the book. I thought it was good. There was nothing inappropriate in it although there was definitely scary things that happened and people being bad? Uh, another question has popped into my mind now that I'm thinking about it, but I, I'll get to that later. But yeah, it was very good. You know, Squall talks about these books being in the vein of R.L. Stein's Goosebumps, the at least the original 62. I don't know what makes the distinction of the later Goosebumps books. Are they, you know, less scary, more scary? Are they more in one genre or another? I'm, I'm not exactly sure about that, but I, uh, I didn't realize that there were 62 Goosebumps books, and, and Squall says he was reading those when he decided that he could write this stuff, and so he did, which is uh, which is pretty fun. Uh, he and I have a, a a similarity in that we both found uh, you know Goosebumps to be interesting. Like it, it wasn't always just a scary story, uh, but there's something you know sometimes deeper in the story. Something sometimes a really good like character story, and I don't know if Squall set out to Write this as a deeper kind of you know character study type thing, uh, and not just something that has you know chills and thrills and scares in it, uh, but it does have like a really nice emotional core to it, and uh, I really did enjoy that. So uh, for those who don't know, and Swall going to talk about this too, I think in the interview, it's basically uh, Groundhog's Day meets what <laughs> meets uh, school, I guess you could say. Uh, it's, a, it's a middle grade horror book. And uh, that's what it is This kid is repeating the last day of school The last day of the year Before he gets to go out for summer Which is where the title comes from Which is a great title And uh, I believe Squall said he came up with the title first Then developed the concept So that's, that's a pretty fun thing to do A pretty fun way to do it I think there's a lot of like You know, umph, a lot of energy a lot of enthusiasm Even though the story was like It had its sweet moments And it had its interesting moments And its retrospective Or introspective moments rather uh, I could feel like a lot of enthusiasm And a lot of excitement coming through uh, the book the whole way through which is really great and uh, it's funny well it's funny it's a funny book it starts out really funny uh, a, a little mundane like the characters are interesting uh, there's not really like boring parts that you want to skip or, or gloss over or anything like that but like the setting is very much mundane it's just an ordinary day at school and uh, this isn't really spoilers because you know it's a, a book that has this Grunhog's Day type thing going on and that's, it's in the, the blurb and everything Uh It's just a normal day at school, and it's a day that sucks for for the main character, Freddie Shiner, and uh, it's, I don't know, it was, like, sort of homey, sort of nostalgic from, you know, my school days, Uh, like, he captured that really well, he captured, I I feel like Squall captured, like, the real aspects of school, and then, like, the, you know, TV sitcom, you know, Wonder Years, Boy Meets World, uh, you know, whatever else you watched, um type of aspects of, of that kind of world and that that life that kids have. And I thought it did it in a really cool way. And I really enjoyed that. And I <coughs> excuse me. Um yeah, I just it was like a really cozy, nice book. There were funny moments in it and it just kind of, you know, slid me into the mindset. It kind of lulled me to sleep, put me in the 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 thinking of being back in school, back in the day and what it was like. And then Uh, there's the trigger I guess you could say and things start to ramp up and essentially again this is not a spoiler essentially Freddy dies and uh, then he wakes up again in class just like he woke up again in class or woke up in the first chapter of the book and that starts the loop it starts the cycle it gets you into it it gets you introduced to what exactly is going on in this world uh, in this time and place and it's cool it's very effective Um, It's not, you know, a groundbreaking, earth-shattering concept. We've had loops, and obviously there's the famous Groundhog Day, which apparently is based off of a book. Um, I believe in a previous interview, uh, Squall did say that the book called Replay is actually what got turned into Groundhog Day. I think that's what he said. Um, But he he talked about it in our interview, but of course, that's the one I lost. So, (laughs) anyway. um, Yeah, so that's really interesting. It's, you know, it's a... It's a novel concept, but it's something that's been done in a lot of things. Uh, And I think Skoll did a really good job of it. It never got boring. It never got tedious. The ways that Freddy dealt with it and branched off uh, were novel and interesting. And Again, it was entertaining the whole way through. There's a a mystery where uh, there's like a monster or creature or a bad guy after Freddy, too, in this world. And you kind of have to figure out how that works as you're reading the book. And uh, most things become clear, but there was something that happened at the end of the book that I hadn't even really noticed. And there was something that he explained to me. Um, I can I can go into to, to, to spoiler territory here. Uh, there was something that Squall explained to me, and I didn't really catch it at first. But then, as I uh, you know let him explain the whole thing, I understood what he was going for, and it made sense. And while it didn't hit me that way, it still worked because. While I didn't understand the author's intent, the effect of what he showed, not the motivations behind it, but the effect of what he showed in the book was scary and did add a level of threat and a level of suspense. And then, actually, uh, this same character, who I I did not realize was the same character, ends up, uh, again, this is the spoiler section, so if you don't want to hear it, then, then listen away, ends up going after Freddy and trying to kill him, even if it kills them. And that was really interesting. And even at that part of the book, like, stuff's on fire, there's a knife being brandished, uh, like, Freddy's very obviously going to die if something else doesn't happen, and gosh, that was really interesting. And, like, I don't think... I don't know if technically that would be the climax, I don't think it is the climax, um, but it was, like, a very climactic set of events, and then it... After that, it's not like... I I guess maybe that is the climax, and then there's the denouement, because... You get some revelations, and you get to understand a little bit better the nature of the world and how it's moving and how it's going. And uh, it's really interesting and exciting. And I don't think he went too far with it. I, I definitely think this is something a kid could handle, uh, especially you know in a book. Maybe seeing it on a TV show or depicted in a movie. You know, seeing it depicted on screen visually with real people might be too much. Seeing it in a cartoon might be okay. Um, and that was something that's and I talked about too, like you know reading it you know processing it through a book through uh, through the medium written word it's a lot different than it is to see it and like you can kind of have a little more wiggle room you can have a little more leeway and I definitely feel like he pushed the envelope but again it, I didn't I don't think he went too far and I enjoyed uh, everything that he he put in there and it was creepy and you know a little scary And not like I was scared that something was going to happen to me but I was just you know that Freddie really felt like he was in danger and that was really interesting and really fun so it was good in that respect uh Excuse me. Um, We talked a little bit about how the intricacies of the looping thing worked. And I thought it was really fascinating how he planned it out. Basically, you know, he started off with the idea and then said, well, this is how I want it to end. And then what do I have to provide in the beginning or throughout the story for it to work that way? And uh, while he doesn't really plan on doing sequels to these books he, as he was nearing the end of, uh, Terror Valley Book 1, which is, again, uh, Soul of Dr. After Never, he said, I should add some things in that could be potential sequel bait, and he told me that he was actually gonna add an additional looper, uh, into the story, and that I picked up on, uh, a character being potentially, uh, having gone through these loops as well, and, anyway, it was really cool, because, like, I, I was telling him, I don't, like, I almost exclusively want to write series, and, uh, you know, I'm, I, think, I find it commendable that you are able to take an idea that's so cool, take a, such a neat, fun idea that you could really play with, and uh, something that I, in fact, thought about after I was done reading the book, I thought, huh, you know, is there a plot hole here? Is there a plot hole there? How do these things work out with each other? You know, who is this character? What are they? What kind of monster is it? Whatever. Uh, and like, you know, how many more stories could you tell just at this school, just at this class, just with the fifth grade, just with uh, whoever else was involved? Are there stories from the past that you could tell? You know, would you want to do that? Why would you do that? What would the motivation be? Um, if they're all looping, then, you know, how exciting can that be? But even so, I thought maybe you could make it more exciting by having a loop. So Maybe you do uh, a kid looping in every era. Uh, or, you know, you could do you know, just fifth graders loop and just do a whole long series of just fifth graders looping different days of of the school year, uh, even. Like, that would be super interesting. Um, But, you know, Squall saw that opportunity and he said, I'm going to put that away. I'm not going to do that with this book, but I am going to add in some things at the end here that could open it up for a sequel if I wanted there to be one. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, And, you know, he mentioned, you know, that it would kind of be cool for people to one day say, "Oh, I really like Terry Valley, or um, you know, Schools Off Forever." That's my favorite Terry Valley book. Uh, you know, are they going to do another one? Can they do another one? Where's the next one? That kind of thing. And then he can say, "Well, actually, I have these little seeds planted here." So he mentioned that he was going to do that for his next book, which is coming out December nineteenth, two thousand twenty-three. It's called "You're Not My Sensei," and I'll uh, I'll let him give the pitch in the interview. Um, but that sounds like a fun book. Um, I think it's cool that his first book uh, starts a boy and the second book stars a girl and that while Freddie's dealing with regular school angst or whatever um, you know I don't imagine that uh, Remy who's the, the girl in the next book is going to be looping uh, but she is kind of dealing with a, a totally different environment it's you know similar it's a, a definitely a kid environment but it's not uh, it's not just another story set in school so that's that's fun and that's, it's nice already that Squall's kind of planning things out to have them branch out and be you know each thing be its own thing for now and uh, I think it's good and I told him I look forward to reading the next one and I do and uh, I look forward to uh, successfully recording an interview with him at that time to discuss that book that second book and then we'll just have uh, School's Out for Never Be the Lost episode except for the mini interview that I'm going to have with him uh, here at the end so anyway it was a good book I recommend you go out and get it now you can get it on Kindle Unlimited or you can buy it paperback you can buy it digital I bought a digital copy of it um just because I'm, like, trying to protect the Earth, man. And, uh, yeah, so, anyway, I, again, I advised the book. It was a good read. It was a fun read. Uh, Squall talks about how he wanted this to be like a movie, and I ended up calling it a movie at some point in our interview. And he was like, ah, oh, there you go. It's a movie. You're even saying it. And I said, yeah, you're right. And it, it does feel like a movie. It's got that good kind of pacing. And, uh, gosh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And there was nothing, I mean, like, I don't know. I it, it was definitely kid appropriate you don't have to be worried about giving it to one of your kids and that was one of the things Squall said that he's been working with kids uh, recently or you know, as of late I guess you could say and he doesn't he wanted this to be something that would be great for kids to read and that you know other than the interesting people who say you know everything's the devil that probably nobody would have much of an issue with him uh, or with the content of the book and I agree as a, a concerned parent as a concerned father um, who's i anyway I I have advised my kid to read the book and I think it would be totally appropriate and I think uh, there's something to learn there's something to benefit from in reading this book yeah there is <laughs> there definitely is uh, not only the entertainment but there's a secondary thing with you know Freddie's character arc and with his growth that happens in the story that's really cool and I'll leave it at that I'll leave it at that you should go check it out it's a cool book fun book scary creepy suspenseful Uh, But also, like Poignant, Poignant makes you think, and uh, yeah, I just I really enjoyed it. I've said that a few times, so I'm going to stop saying it now. Uh, Anyway, I will let the interview play now, and I think I have an outro attached to that, so I'm not going to do an outro here. So one issue with the audio is that my volume is very low, so I brought Squall down to my level, (laughs) literally, and uh, you're just going to have to crank it up so you can hear the episode well, or the interview. It's about six minutes long, so... Go ahead and do that and enjoy. I will test out my microphone next time before we record. So, Swall, we're back.
1: Hello, we're back. <laughs>
0: well,
1: but wait a minute, we never put an episode out to begin with.
0: No, we didn't, because I am a fool, and I failed to test things properly, and I touched one recording button that wasn't really a button, and I thought we did a whole like 45-minute long thing of recording and we didn't. Uh and I apologize to you. A thousand apologies for wasting your time. <laughs> no, was good, we've all been there. <laughs> so um yeah. Actually the the guy name dropped or didn't name drop earlier. I oh. was accidentally an hour late to him because I like didn't understand the time zones. And he yeah, was yeah. super chill and he was like, hey, it's no big deal. I understand. Let's just do this. And we had a really oh. good conversation. So um yeah. I don't know what to say other than I'm so sorry. Uh, this will be a lesson for me, a lesson long remembered um, for me because, yeah, I totally botched this. And uh, again, I'm sorry. But, Squall, we had you here to talk, and we talked about your book, Terra Valley. We talked about your history. Well, we talked about a bunch of stuff that we won't go into right now. Um, if we do a re-recording, great. If not, uh, why don't you just tell us like three minutes, Terra Valley. It was a great book. I read it. I enjoyed it. It was like a movie in my mind reading that book. Uh, why don't you tell us? A little bit about it and where people can find you and uh, we'll see what happens next well
1: let's start the timer hey i'm squall Charleston, and um you may know me from a different few different places but uh primarily it's probably going to be tokusatsu where i did a lot of content back in the day um through different official mediums through my own youtube through you know all this other crap um but basically my passion my dream has always been since i was a child to become an author and i've been trying to write a book for Few years now, and just having a full time job, just doing all this stuff in between, has just been really, really hard to sort of continue that and to co- sort of keep it up. And so, I thought, you know what? I'm going to write something a little bit smaller, something um, for younger kids who I work with or are in my life all the time, um, just kind of do something fun for them. So, I wrote a book series called Terror Valley, and the first book, Schools Out for Never, is available now, and it's about a young boy named Freddie Shiner who on his very last day of fifth grade finds that once the day comes to a close, as soon as the school bell rings, his day repeats over and over again. And, you know, he starts noticing things here and there, like, there start to be harder questions on tests. Yeah, I know, who does tests on the last day of school? The teacher seem to be a little bit meaner, his friends are different, and that he might not be the only one looping. Um, if you want to check that out, it's pretty good. It's like a two, three-hour read. Um, you know, it's meant for, like, middle grade, uh, young adult, um, goosebump theme, goosebump vein, horror. Just, I don't know what else to say, you know. Like, go check it out. It's fun. You can uh, find us over at terrorvalley.com. You can buy the book on Amazon if you type in Terror Valley or my name, Squall Charlson, and get yourself a copy for, you know, the young one in your life or, you know you know, indulge yourself a little bit. Go back to those golden days of Goosebumps and tear into something, that's just as fun. Back it to you. It was just as fun. I,
0: I, I am not the uh, the 62-book Goosebumps reader like Swall is, but uh, I read my fair share of Goosebumps back in the day, and I enjoyed those a lot, and I really enjoyed this, like I said earlier. And it's ironic. In a weird, cosmic way, I've made you into a little bit of Freddy Shiner today with looping this, <laughs> yeah. looping this interview. And, uh, I'm so sorry once again, but it was a great book. I really enjoyed it. I want there to be, I think there's sequel potential. Although we talked about that, and yeah, I, 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 I hit a, a few story. things in there. Yeah, and that's good. That's excellent. You want to have those open loops uh, that you can come mm-hmm. back to if need be, uh, if you know. If there's I just re-release
1: the exact same book again.
0: <laughs> that's a great idea. Except underneath, you can just call it the Quest for More Money, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was great, and I enjoyed our time talking. But unfortunately for the listeners, this is where it ends. So in in our own way, we got our horror experience of looping, and it, the audience, if they wanted to hear more about it, they get a horror show too. And that they just they're not going to get what they wanted because that's how life is sometimes, right?
1: Yeah, we've all been there. But hey, if you want a full episode, let us know. We'll come back. We'll do a full one. Um, maybe just save it for you know the next book number two that's coming out. It's called You're Not My Sensei, and it's about this young girl named Remy moves to a new school and new town and her favorite hobby is karate so she joins the only karate dojo that's in the area and finds out that it's full of karate zombies um you'll want to check that one out it comes out in december <laughs> we can maybe talk cool. then.
0: I, I love the uh this one released october 6th and the next one's going to be december do you know what you date yet 19th 19th okay cool so like barely three months in between them right hmm.
1: trying to do months. one every other month
0: Okay, that's fantastic. I love that. It's great. So you mostly guys, because my wife great. said you
1: shouldn't do one a month, which I was going to, but she's like, no, just you know, <laughs> give, give yourself a little bit of a break. Like, All
0: listen right. Listen to cool. your listen to your wife. She's always yeah. Running.
1: All
0: right. Well, once again, folks, that's it for now. Uh, we'll probably just come back and do the next one because I'm sure I'll enjoy that one, and we'll have even more to talk about. But there are already great interviews out there uh, with at least two other channels, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll leave links to those in the description as well as everything to uh, for you to help, help you find Squall's, where he is, and his page so you can buy the book yourself and get it. It's also in Kindle Unlimited if you wanted to go that yeah. route, but I say just buy the book. It's great. Do it. I mean Kindle Unlimited is great too. It's free. Might as well. <laughs> yeah, why not? All right. Well, All right. once again, Squall, thank you so much, and uh, until next time, folks, this is MJ signing out. Take care. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or other feedback you might have. There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around. You're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.